0: hi um welcome to g-a-y-n-u-n-y or gay in upstate new york uh, my name is james norris I, this is my podcast it's been kind of a, a hell of a week here in in my life um yesterday i went to the orthopedic surgeon and um you know i knew i had to have knee replacement surgery so he took the they took x-rays of both my knees and one knee um, my left knee needs to be you know, he came back in. The doctor sat me down, and I knew what he was going to say. And we've been talking about this for a while, but it's a new doctor. And he said, "Your left knee's really bad. It needs to be done right away." And your right knee's not doing too great either. And I looked at him, and I just burst into tears. Um, and I was embarrassed, and I had to explain that this week's been through. I've been through it this week. Um, broke up with uh, my boyfriend of eight months on Tuesday. Um, And I had to explain that to him. And like I said, it's a lot of information. And once and and, you know, you have those moments where you're not ready for it, and it just hits you. Um, And it's still raw, you know, that, you know, and the thing that's in the back of my mind, you know, that thought of being alone and, and is something that I'm all too familiar with, especially as a queer person, I only You know i really only sometimes i feel like i only can rely on myself because i'm out there by myself but i i mean i do have a support system but you know at that moment i was physically and emotionally vulnerable and knowing that i'm going to be laid up for six weeks just was overwhelmed in general and the reality set in so why did i cry so why did i start crying at this new doctor it was just bizarre to me but you know my eighth month. You know, those eight months I spent with a man I loved ended and I'm grieving right now, you know, grieving about my what my expectations were, were they, you know, good or bad, you know, and it may be that they were, you know, too high. And I have to remind myself that, you know, that when you decide to go and date someone that they are a different person and that they don't think the same way I do. They don't feel the same way I do, you know, and I'm also grieving The loss of myself you know when you decide to be in a relationship or date someone you kind of lose part of yourself and um, sometimes I can find myself giving too much and and I'm not here to point fingers or assign blame about any of this that this whole process because I don't regret it you know I chose to care for this human and I and the real thing is that you know I don't have the best track rating track record with dating you know, because it can be hard and scary and overwhelming considering such a we have such a small pond in upstate New York. You know, you could be dating one guy, which has happened to me, who used to date another guy who used to date my ex. And so, so that that six six degrees of separation sometimes comes into play in the dating world. Um, it's a small pond. So when you find someone, when, when I found a person who I connected with and I felt the kinship, the closeness, you know, it's kind of rare. And when I fall in love, it feels amplified and raw. It feels like, you know, that, that fa- a failed miracle right now. When I look back on it, you know, and that happened to me and it's taught me a lot, you know, in my dating history, you know, in my thirties, I remember I started date, really deciding to go on dates and look for a man that I want to date on a regular basis. And I ended up, the first guy I dated was a real estate agent. Um, and he was a slick guy. He was funny, you know, um, and he was a salesman and the first guy I dated in a while. Um, and that pretty much ended in empty promises, you know, had a nice shiny exterior, went to lots of parties, lots of money, and it was just kind of dead inside, you know, cause he wasn't really affectionate. But, you know, I remember a lesson I took away from that, that relationship and, you know, one, one night on the phone, he told me very flippantly that I was not a priority in his life after dating him for probably four or five months, you know, deciding to be exclusive after four or five months. And it killed me inside. And back then my stepmother was still alive. So I would call her and talk to her about this. And I remember sitting in my car pouring down rain and starting, was crying when I repeated those words to her, what he'd said to me. And I can still hear my stepmother's voice, too. I can still hear her say, James, stop it, stop it, stop it. You are enough. You are enough. That is all you have to remember. You are enough. You know, that relationship taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about the importance of intimacy, trust, and, you know, that I have to be a priority in my own life and that I am enough. You know, I am... I am enough. I am enough of a lover, enough of a support, a friend, a person, a force of nature, a leader. You know, when we let these people into our lives, when we, let, when we decide to let people into our lives, the people we choose, you know, we're saying to them, I choose you. I think that you may be a person I want to be with or a person that will be my person for a significant period of time. And that takes a lot of trust. To say that I'm going to commit to you as a person speaks volumes about my capacity to love, and my capacity for joy. Um, I know my capacity for love is full and open, because it's because I've worked really hard at it. And it's hard to stay open, especially after getting hurt, really, especially after getting hurt. You know, as I right now, as I look forward to being single again, which is even weird for me to say, but um, where do I start? You know, the hurt right now can't even I can't even think of moving on. I find myself in that, in that limbo period, proving, you know, proud of protecting my heart, but intensely sad because of the loss of someone in my life, that dichotomy. I didn't, you know, want to lose them. He was a fantastic man. And we had a great time together, but things just don't work out. And in that, And that goes for that goes beyond romantic relationships. I mean, it's 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 proven in friendships, too. You know, in friendships, you need trust. Absolutely. Trust is earned. And it's important because it tells you the other tells the other person that you respect them enough to tell them the truth, good, bad or ugly. And that's what you want your friends to do. Um, I personally had a friendship. I ended because of lack of trust. And this was an 18-year friendship, Uh, this person I consider one of my best friends. And they were going through some mental health issues and got out of it. And they informed me that um, I would be responsible for their death if they were to ever commit suicide. And that's what they told me, Um, very casually. And that still remains to this day, you know, kind of the worst thing someone has ever told me. And, And that just hurt. You know, and, and then we were not friends anymore. I made that choice and that, and ending that friendship hurt just as much as a romantic breakup because it's 18 years of a friendship of complete trust. And I talked about it in therapy for years and am over it now and, you know, and stronger because of it, you know, we all have these you know, as queer people, I think we all have these challenges, but. And as, and as and as people all together we all have these challenges this is i mean heartbreak and you know sorrow heartbreak is universal but specifically as a gay man because of the reject rejection is something different when to me as a gay man when i think about it it is It's because i'm kind of used to it used to worrying about rejection because when you're younger you're used to being worried that you're going to be rejected for being different and then you're going to be rejected for coming out so that rejection kind of follows me throughout my life and it stings more because because then because we're the we're a minority in a majority full of people and there's less of us so in this minority when you find someone you love and you have great chemistry with it can be rare. And, you know, and when it doesn't work out, it feels deceitful and it breaks the, your heart, you know, and that kind of kind of holds up the idea of a future with, you know, that idea with that future with that person. And, um, and it kind of feels like a throat punch, to be completely honest and part of that probably is also the self-loathing shame hom- homophobia that comes creeping back into my my psyche when i think about it because it's it, rejection is all connected to that and and that kind of stuff tells me that i am not enough which is not true and i know that's not true and i've learned that as a gay man i have been told i am not enough for a long time inadvertently or you know directly And it's taken me years to believe that I am enough. Heartache is universal and unfortunately necessary. Why? Because on the other side of heartbreak and pain is love, kindness, and healing. I have always been afraid of heartbreak. Heartbreak, I mean, because it hurts. It took me years to put myself out there and I was timid and always have been even as a little boy, but things have changed. You know, I um, I kind of thrust myself into this last relationship and I'm taking away so many lessons and good things. I've learned that if I'm afraid of heights to face it, look up the wall, look for my next step forward, my next step through the forest where I can't see through that metaphor is still relevant now, even more so now. I have taken this step to be, al- you know, to be alone again, and now I can't see, you know, I, right now I can't see through the pain, the sadness, the doubt, the uncertainty. You know, will I be alone forever? Am I a joke? Am I just an anecdote told by parties that this one guy I dated. Dot. 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 A memory forgotten, but remembered when a certain song comes on the radio all of that is fog and brush and trees blocking my way through this. I'm looking for my next step. And how will I find, you know, my new climbing partner, my next step will still hurt and will have to involve me finding and looking at myself self analysis and self analyzing myself is something normal after a breakup. It's necessary after a breakup. Um, and for growing, my next step involves me also asking for help, which is hard, asking people who do love me and listen, who do what will listen to me and hang out with me and be with me. You know, my own tribe, my tribes is more than one. Those people who hold me up when I am hurting, um, when a sad song comes on the radio, you know, or you, or I catch a glimpse of something in the corner of my eye and I look over because it looks like him. All these triggers remind me that this person isn't there anymore. And I thank you, sir. I thank you for showing me love, for allowing me to love you, for making me realize my own capacities for joy and pain, for giving me those moments, you know, we're watching a sunset just gives me peace, for sharing your pain and allowing me to share mine. Thank you for figure helping me figure out what i want in life and thank you for pushing me and giving me this microphone there's no there is time to heal and space to forgive you know but not everything just yet <laughs> you know my wounds are way too raw right now and painful um and i know the lessons i've learned but knowing myself is my my strength, knowing that I am resilient, powerful, strong, gay, and kind. Kind enough to let you go. As a queer person, I faced rejection and have honed my instincts, you know, through the bullshit and hatred and the ingenuineness of people who don't really see me, who don't really look at me, look past me, my actual self. I have to look down at the ground and just look for my next step. I want to thank the people, my tribe, my family, my friends, the people who helped me, who guided me, and listened to me, and who are currently listening to me through this, through the heartache. This is temporary and will pass, and I will find my next step. I know this is really kind of um intense, but this is what I'm going through and i dedicate this to you people my tribes thank you for listening if you know someone who's been, who's having trouble with being lgbtqia please con- contact the org, or itgetsbetter.org if you are you, if you know someone or you are having suicidal thoughts or ideations please contact the national suicide lifeline at 800 273 8255 Thank you for listening and be kind to each other.